Hello and welcome to another episode of Raising CJ, the show about myself, Alex, and me, Bethany, raising our daughter, Cadence, in Duluth, Minnesota. This episode is about our first week or two at home. So we'll just kick it off. We're at our, she's two weeks and one day old now, and we've been home for about 10 days then, 10 or 11 days. Yeah. We're already way better adjusted than day two Yeah, you know, or any of the first. It's like every day is better. Yeah. And getting better. And you're getting a hold of it and a, hand, a hang of things and enjoying it more. It's easier to get her arm in a onesie. She sleeps yeah. a little more, you know. Or already experts at changing diapers. Yeah. Um, we know a little bit of what she likes and what she doesn't like. If you sing to her while you change her diaper, she sometimes doesn't cry as much. And, you know, just right. different you things like that. Right, start to learn about her, know what calms her. Yeah. Uh, she likes to walk and bounce. What's gassy look like, you know? Right. And how do you soothe that? And so it's, it, yeah, exactly. There's a big difference between the first two days at home and then the last two days. <laughs> right. Even though it's only so, been two weeks. Yeah. So the first week, whole week, uh, I was at home, took off, had off work. Uh, and I just wanted to mention that there was one day in that week where I did not go to target (laughs) we live about i don't know five miles from a target and i got sent to go get something we needed every day um as prepared as we were we had a lot of stuff already i'm just so it's not like i don't know i guess you can't possibly think of everything you'll need there's some things you realize you need as you go um and I went out and got them <laughs> every day except one. So that was fun. But And then I wanted to say, um, because there are so many different viewpoints on parenting and different things out there, our general guidelines for just trying to keep our baby alive and happy and bonded to us have pretty much come from what to expect the first year. And then also there's an American Academy of Pediatricians zero to five book and then we have a really good pediatrician so when it comes to trying to figure out what's right um that's where we go to and also Those are I, our handbooks mm-hmm. and then i also have said yes to having a public health nurse which is provided free by the county come and visit us she's been to see us one time and she's going to come again in a couple of weeks and that's just really nice they do things like check up on developmental progress and they weigh her every time and things like that so we're kind. That's the kind of route we're going in terms of where we get our advice from. Yeah. So depending on where you read about what you should be doing, you might have different views or different information. Just so you know where we're kind of getting our basis. Yeah. Um. So one of the first things that came up <laughs> where we're like, but the book says not to do that. Well, whatever. Was using a pacifier. Yep. Um. Bethany and Cadence have uh, had a great relationship so far as far as breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing we noticed pretty quickly was that Cadence um, wanted to suckle on the breasts uh, basically for comfort. I mean, it was like there's no way she's still hungry. She was like falling asleep. 
Right. Kind of nursing. And then you try to put her down and or separate from your chest and, uh, you know, she'd arouse and want to suck. Suckle. Until she didn't fall asleep, but not right. really be swallowing. And you were like getting sore for one yes. thing. I mean, that's not the the point of your nipples and breastfeeding. <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, you're, the books say, the books we have say don't use a pacifier at least for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably at five days old, mm-hmm. we tried it. And we talked about it. I said, Alex, what would you think about, you know, I lay her down and she wakes up and she just wants to suck on something. But she's not hungry. And I'll like put my pinky in her mouth, which is what they say to do. But I'm not going to stand here with my pinky in her mouth all day. What would you think about using a pacifier? And he kind of said, okay, what does. I said, well, I thought you're not supposed to for the first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what's happening. And it's because they don't want it to interfere with breastfeeding. And I was like, we have really good breastfeeding. I'm not that worried about it. Yes. So we tried it, a swaddle and a pacifier, and she was out like a light. And it was great. So for our instance, it worked. Yeah. There was like a moment where like, well, if I just ruined breastfeeding, then that's terrible. But at the same time, I'm so glad that that just calmed her. And it has right. not ruined breastfeeding. But, you know, if you have a baby who isn't wanting to suckle for comfort just when they're hungry, then no, you wouldn't want to give them a pacifier within two weeks for no reason mm-hmm. when they're not having an issue falling asleep and they only suckle when they are hungry. Yeah, you know, or you that, wouldn't give it to them that when would they're cause hungry. The nipple yeah. confusion or whatever. But there's no way she was hungry. We knew it. And. It made made sense for us and it's been fine. Yeah, it was just like our first kind of gut parenting decision that we sort of made together that we thought we knew it was right. And so we went with it and it's been good. Mm -hmm. So we totally understand. There's always exceptions to the rule. That's what we're finding out. I mean, you talk to your doc, like on our two week visit, we just had, I don't have a specific in mind, but you talk to your doctor. What about this? And she's like, oh, yeah, you can do that. I know it says wait till a month, but mm-hmm. if you feel like you need that, try it. And, you know, so there's always exceptions. And um, one exception would be then at our two-week visit, um, Cadence is doing really well in a lot of ways, but she is a small baby, seven pounds, and she eats pretty much all the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, the doc, the pediatrician said, you know, that's very common, and especially, you know, she gets pretty fussy She's in small, the evening. so she evenings. can only Handles eat a small amount. amount. Yeah, and she needs more and more often, and I don't have a problem doing it. I love breastfeeding my baby, and I love taking care of her, but there does come a point where it's sort of like, especially in the evening, Alex is like, oh, I really wish I could help out here, and he can't, and the pediatrician right. just said... And you want to take a shower. Yeah, and the pediatrician said time. to us, we didn't even ask, she said, you might consider pumping a little in the morning and having dad give her a bottle at night. And, you know, some of the books, again, say don't do that till a month or whatever. But our pediatrician said it was okay. And we tried it for the first time last night. And it went it really went well. It went super awesome. Yeah. She, Bethany got to go lay down at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, which is right after feeding. Cadence slept from 8 till like 11. And then which is a long stretch for us which is long to begin with and then she woke up at 11 and i warmed a bottle and gave her the bottle and i was up i was up with her for an hour i fed her she ate it sure she drank it all whatever and 
probably 15 minutes. And then she was just kind of wide eyed and awake for 45 minutes until I got her to sleep. So then we went to sleep and then, so I think mom got a break from eight at night to about three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And about three in the morning. I don't that's like a miracle. Yeah. yeah so, huge. Huge. <laughs> so I don't know if tonight will be the same, but I can at least probably give you by being the one that gets to feed her between 10 and midnight. Mm-hmm. I should be able to give you four hours because she's usually good for two hours after a feeding. So you feed her, you go to sleep. Two hours later, she'll wake up. I'll feed her. She goes to sleep again. Yeah. Boom, you got four hours, which is like liquid gold to come by. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so and I, and uh, again, that's our she's, new strategy for now. She's breastfeeding fine today. Doesn't seem to be confused about what nipple is what and you know so it's nice to have you know it's great to have a good doctor you can trust um but it isn't you know it's definitely not an exact science where you they say you know at day 21 do this and that's what exactly you're gonna do it seems like it's a lot of just figuring it out depends on the baby depends on you it's an outline yeah you gotta adjust it to your yeah and thank god we have an outline because so many times throughout a day I got to look something up and it's gotten a little better, but especially the first few days I had those books open all the time and it's so comforting to have a reference and then you kind of start making it up or that's what's happened for us. Yeah. It's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful two weeks. She is fantastic. Yes. Most beautiful baby in the world. Totally. It's a fact. Don't argue it. Don't argue. Um, All the expressions, you know, you get just so much out of every moment. It's fantastic. Even, you know, especially the first few days at home when she, when we were kind of figuring out like what is gassy and how do you relieve it? Cause she would get pretty fussy in the evenings and through until like one or two in the morning. Um, and that, that was kind of wearing is a lot of crying and walking around and trying to figure it out. But then you kind of figure it out, and it is rewarding. Right. We're doing stuff for that. We Because, as we mentioned in the previous episode, she was born via C-section. Uh, we're doing, we started a regiment of probiotic drops, because when you don't make that journey through the birth canal, you don't get the bacteria um, from the vagina uh, that can help your gut flora or whatever. So and we were on antibiotics for the surgery for the surgery, which can interfere with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so we're starting probiotic by drops. The pediatrician, we checked with her, and she said, "Yep, yeah, you can do that." And then just this weekend, my aunt and my grandma were here, and my aunt mentioned that for she has four kids, and for one of them, um, gas drops worked really well, and so we decided to give that a shot as well. Um, and it, it seems to have helped her quite a bit. Which is great. I I call it gilly water. What is it called? Yeah. Grape water. Grape water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't... I'll, again, we haven't talked about this. I was like, eh, whatever, because uh, what to expect the first year basically says that one is like a, whatever, a sugar pill. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's no, there's no medical... Uh, studies that back up that it works but 
It could. So it so far it does seem to be working for her. So that's great. It seems to get. So I'm some already relief. convinced. Yeah. Like, otherwise, or you know, maybe it is our own placebo. Either way, it's helping our minds. And same so, with the probiotics. You at least feel like you're doing something. Right. And then at the same time, we're also becoming better at burping her and different things. So you don't really know what is helping, but something is helping, and um, that feels good. Mm-hmm. And then we also started vitamin. She likes them. They're taste. I guess they're tasty. I don't know. She. Yeah, our baby likes to. She drinks down whatever you put in her mouth. And we, you know, doing like an all natural. I, you know, I don't think it's going to harm. Again, the pediatrician said you could do the gas drops, and then we're also giving her a vitamin D um, supplement. We just started that too, so she's getting a lot of supplements right now. um, But the probiotic will be done soon, and then we only use the gas stuff as needed, and then the vitamin D drop she'll keep taking until she starts taking a vitamin D because. We don't have any sun here at the North Pole. Yeah. And we're fair skinned, so we wear a lot of sunscreen. Not until six months for her, we know, but <laughs> in any case. Well, Dad's already just talked about how now I can help with this bottle at night. But I tell you, before that, I was feeling pretty, pretty guilty about like being the one that's getting all the sleep and really not being able to give you like four hours to yourself or to relieve you of being up at night because the baby wants to eat, which is you. Yeah. Um, and you would get up and change a diaper. Yeah. And, I mean, you I did would. all and you I think, could. I think yeah. that get that. And I think that's more valuable later, even when they're older and they really will wake up in the night just because of a diaper and you change their diaper and they go back to bed. But right now she needs a diaper and then she needs to eat like every time. So, uh, I'll get up with you sometimes and change the diaper when I hear her and get you set up in the comfy chair. So get me you some can, water or you whatever. You can uh, feed and have a blanket and have the lullabies playing and mm-hmm. water bottle next to you and, and whatever you need. Um, but yeah, there's a feeling. I think there. I definitely felt a feeling of helplessness or not being able to contribute, wanting to relieve you and not being able to feeling guilty about not being able to or feeling guilty about getting seven hours of sleep at night um and still feeling tired mm-hmm. <laughs> that i felt really bad about um yeah it was but anyway of... there i think if you get to the bottle stage i can already tell after one day that that's a big help and mm-hmm. um so that's normal for dads i think to go through yeah, I think that's a really good insight. And, you know, in all fairness, you are back at work now. And um, unfortunately, we'll get to something that's been keeping me up during the day. You know, in theory, I should be able to sleep when she sleeps during the day and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was – I think it is really interesting how tired you were because you actually – I've been the one who, like, likes to go to bed at 9 and get up at 6. Like, I like to sleep a lot. Um, and you are more – like, you can go to bed at midnight or 1 and – still get up in the morning and go to work and be about the same and so when you were yeah and so (laughs) when you were like getting seven hours of sleep and you come home and you're like so tired I'm like what is going on here and I think it's a combination of things including it's not a straight seven hours of sleep it's very interrupted and then two um my aunt pointed this out just like you know the the stress even though it's blissful stress but there's a lot just happening right now and you're kind of just your body's all torqued out, I think. You're, you know, you're just kind of on on alert a lot more. 
than normal. So sure. it was surprising because I, I was like the opposite, not getting any sleep, but like feeling pretty awake most of the time. And I think it's just like the excitement or the adrenaline or something about having this little person to take care of. You know, I kind of want to be attending to her every need, every second. And I really thought I would be more of a laissez-faire, you know, she's going to be independent. She's going to sit in her little bouncer by herself for a while. But right. I don't think that's how well, the first weeks are supposed to week, go. She <laughs> yeah. didn't. Um, that's something else we we're going to talk about. Yeah. She slept best when held, mm-hmm. um, which was challenging. I mean, sometimes you just you need to we're, we're not nocturnal animals right so it's hard for one of us to be awake all the time there's you want to put her down in the bassinet and both sleep at the same time sometimes <laughs> i mean if not just to be in your bed at the same time um, mm-hmm. because after four days in the hospital you certainly weren't in a bed then together um yeah and she was giving us Three to four hours, more like three hours um, of sleep the first week in a row. That would be the best stretch we get. Usually it was like 3 to 6 a.m. or 3 to 7 Mm -hmm. a.m. But but Bethany did some upright in the lazy boy sleeping. Yep. Um, Fell asleep in the glider sometimes with like a pillow across my lap to make sure she wouldn't fall out. Or, you know, I just started saying, because I would nod off while, while we were eating. And you, yeah, we you really want to be safe. Say you do when you have a newborn, because um, <laughs> even just when you're older, you want to prop up your arm. Your arms get tired. Um, we had a lot of like older pillows in storage, totes, and vacuum suction bags. That when we got home from the hospital, we got them all out <laughs> because we just saw how many pillows we used at the hospital for everything. Um, so we've got like four pillows in the living room at all times and i think we've got like eight in our bedroom and two Mm -hmm. or three in the nursery uh so invest in some pillows if you're bringing that newborn home yeah for sure you should almost register for pillows (laughs) um yeah so and you also it's wonderful to hold her it's a really good feeling that as a non-mom before, I didn't really understand how, I don't know, it's got to be some like hormonal instinctual connection. I feel better when I'm holding her and she feels better when she's held. But at some point, um, you do need to, I think, be able to put her down a little bit and take a shower, or do some different things. And so we're, we're kind of slowly working on that. Thankfully, I have um, three months off and then uh, it's going to be a little while before we have to transition to um to a family child care center and stuff so I've been really I'm really so nervous about her going to child care and it makes me cry to think about it to be think about being separated from her um and I want to make sure that when she does go she's able to fall asleep on her own in a crib and take a nap and um you know just all those things so that she has less um I guess before Six months, you don't really get separation anxiety is what the books say. But I just want us, you know, I want her to be um, best prepared for whatever awaits her when it's time to go into care. Things like, you know, she can't be held all day, every day. Um, 
But right now, I think the first, there's nothing wrong with even, we talked about it yesterday, you know, the first month, there's no reason she can't be held as much as she wants to. And the books say you can't spoil a newborn. And, you know, I think the most important thing and the public health nurse and others have kind of reinforced this is you need to build that bond and the trust that when she cries, someone will respond and comfort her. And, you know, that that's an important developmental thing as well but there's just there's a lot to worry about am I holding her too much am I holding her enough it you know is this bottle the right thing to do it's just you know every every decision you make you kind of wonder is is this the right thing and you know okay do we do tummy time today is she alert enough and happy enough to do that or do we just do it on the chest it's just there's so many I guess I I definitely over worry about things so sure that's our job yeah yeah um because I I want the very best for her I want everything to I want to make sure she has everything she needs and I want to be the best mom possible because she already has the best dad possible oh thank you (laughs) so you're so sweet sorry for the moving around I was uh had to get Cadence wrapped up in our blanket and yeah, now we get Put to do a pod- back in her mouth. podcast so with the three of us. Yeah, she's uh, looking at us from her bouncer yep. to our podcast. Listening to our voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you mentioned the child care. We might as well get into it. So we had uh, we had our first disaster as parents, I guess, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that we are dealing with. Um, so back in September, which is... Uh, 10 months before we needed childcare, we, we toured a center and liked it and booked a spot, paid a deposit and everything. And they said, okay, just, uh, check in with us after your baby's born. Uh, so Bethany calls them the, I guess the sec, well, whatever the second Monday of her life. Um, Mm mm-hmm. You know, she's 10 days old or something. And uh, it's like, just calling, checking in. Our, our baby was born. And they're like, oh, uh, we have, we decided, we just decided that we have to cut our program from eight or nine kids, infants down to four. So we won't be able to take your baby. <laughs> and that is like a bombshell because in Duluth, you need that 10 months notice. I mean, it's how long it takes to get in anywhere. And now we were with 11 or 10 weeks notice told, no, your spot isn't here anymore. And you have to, too bad. Sorry. We'll give you, well, there's de- nothing. We'll we can send do you your deposit back. Yeah. There's no, it, and I'm like, well, you took our deposit. Aren't you agreeing to take our child? And you know, I mean, those things are, you would think, but no, those things are just set up to benefit them in case you pull out. Uh, they have the right to do whatever they want as long as they give you your money back, I guess, which is BS, but that's the way it is. Um, so I go from making this call like super happy, like, hey, that's yeah. where our baby was oh, born. Oh, and that was my first day back at work. Yeah, Alex went back to work. So like at 10, I called the center and I'm all ready to have a good conversation. And I had lots of questions about, um, you know, first day thing you know what what can i do do you have a wish list is there anything i can bring and for cloth diapers do you prefer a pocket diaper or can you do a hybrid and blah 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 and you know so i had all this figured out 
And instead, I get this horrible news. And I'm like, well, when did you find out that you couldn't take her? And it's a Monday. And they're like, well, last Thursday. And I don't know why they didn't call us on Thursday. Um, because honestly, every day counts when you're trying to find a spot. Um, and who knows if they would have called us at all, which is just was so frustrating. Um, right. This is a licensed child care facility. You know, you'd think this is a professional organization. Oh, I don't care. We could, they're cornerstone in Duluth. Yeah. And screw them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they, you even said, when were you, well, why haven't you called me yet? And I think she said, well, it's a hard call to make. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. I don't care. Uh, Be an adult. Yeah. And so, so you know, it was I was just the worst thing. And I, when I got home, I called them back and, kind of ripped into him a little bit and to her i'll give her credit she just said she stayed on the phone and kind of took everything i had to say because she knows i mean she knows what what she did terrible thing they're doing to us uh and yeah i know she can't do anything about it i mean they must have lost staff or they lost funding or something but it doesn't change the fact that they're absolutely screwing us over uh and now we're in a very tough spot so so I immediately start crying and I call Alex and like, what are we going to do? And then I Google other centers and I start calling them and I get to like the second one, which was the YMCA in town has a child care center. And they said, you know, what you can do is go on parentaware.org and there's a list of licensed facilities there. And they also have parent aware ratings and kind of explained to me what the ratings were. And so I get to that website and I call a few more places, but I mean, it's all knows. It's knows. It's 2018. Yeah, you know, I'm full. Yep. And, First opening is February 2018. And I, you know, and, I, I can't get through a call without crying because it's just, it's yeah. devastating. Like, what are we going to do? And they all, in the ones that listen to our story, they all can't, can't be- believe it. They're super sorry for us, but they they've can't, never heard they of it happening. They can't believe it would happen, but they can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, and then my aunt, who was visiting last weekend, is the assistant director at a child care center um, in a different city, and I, she's just uh, a good, solid, rock kind of person I'm close to, and I, I called her and just you know falling apart, totally falling apart. I mean, keep in mind, I'm. Uh, like nine days post C-section birth and totally hormonal. And also this is a horrible thing to happen and no sleep whatsoever. And so to have to be calling around to these places and to get all these, no- you know, right. it's just like the well, worst situation. Be enjoying holding your baby. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. And maybe taking a nap. Um, and you know, so she was very good about you know listening and comforting and then she also said you know maybe your goal is to get into a licensed center eventually and maybe you have to do something else first some family care or whatever not be in your ideal place but um you know you will find someone and then i instead of just using the parent aware website i actually called there's a phone number um for parent aware an 800 number i called and i talked to a person um who gave me a list that included even more names than were on the parent aware site. Uh, It's four pages of names. And um, I've the first day we together, because eventually Alex came left work at noon to come home. I bet we called 20 places. We called over 20. You leave messages if you don't get an answer, but and didn't get a single. Yes. mm -mm. Um, I mean, half were probably answers saying no and half were messages left. 
the messages that got returned either said no or they didn't return your call. And if they don't return your call, you can assume that they're full and that's why they're not even bothering returning your call. Um, yeah. So there's only a handful of like child care centers, which is where it's got um, a four to one like teacher to infant ratio and they eventually go to preschool right. and different things. And then there's competitive. And then or, I mean, they're. Then they're there's high demand, there's so. like 50 or something like licensed family care places right. that we were and also even calling. The ones we called. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, we finally do reach a family care person that, you know, a lady that does it out of her home. And she had an opening in September. That's the earliest thing we've heard so far. So we arranged to visit her. Um, that on Friday. We did that. We were skeptical. You know, we were just like. We were planning on the whole child care center thing, so we weren't thrilled about having to do family care. Because it's like, it's one person, and they could have up to 12 kids, and that just seemed like a lot. Like, how much attention can you really exactly. give an infant? You know, what's happening when you're making lunch? I mean, yeah. no, there's no way you got your eyes on You don't have any backup. And um, so, it wasn't what we wanted exactly, but we did do a tour um, of that, and we also set up a tour for right. another center that just, has an opening in February. So we right. and I we went on care.com and made a posting and immediately started talking to nannies as well. So it was sort of like all points bulletin, like we're gonna try like every avenue and see what we can figure out because I have to go to work. Yeah. In June. That's yep. happening. Yeah. So <laughs> and she can't come with me. So I mean So I went from crying because she had to go to childcare to crying because we don't have childcare. <laughs> yeah. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Um it's horrible. So what we're having to do, and I think it's going to work out, we're going to figure it out, but we're still, you know, you wrote in your journal, I, I saw, <laughs> uh, that you're just frustrated that we have to do this hodgepodge, which, you know, I hope it's not too hard on cadence, but, so what we're doing is we did really like this first lady, so we're going to- The family care. She's wonderful. Her. It's like a family. Yeah, it's- we're going to book her for September. We went- we found another center we really like and is nearby and we're going to put a deposit down for February 2018 and and maybe we're willing to possibly uh let that deposit go if we really enjoy going with the lady starting September yeah we think we might really like her i mean i got it's way i understand why people just do family care because it's way more affordable it's uh this is where Bethany and I are different. She could care less. It could cost a million dollars, and that's what we're going to do. But I'm the more practical of the two. I always have been. And I'm like, but it's $100 more a week to go to the center. And this lady, we really like her. So anyway, we'll deal with that when we, when it gets here. The important but, thing so, is we can make a decision in February. Will you ha- If we, for right. some reason, want to go to a center, we have we a way to do, do it. it. But if we forfeit the deposit, we're still saving money because family care is so much cheaper. We would still come out ahead. So Right. Um, So now still the missing third piece is how are we going to get from June to September? Um, Luckily, those are like summer months. So we're on that website. Care.com. Care.com. We paid the for like three months of access. and use the honey add-on on Chrome because we got a coupon, so it was less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of that application. Uh, <laughs> and he, so 
But yeah, so I guess our idea is we're going to have to try to get a nanny for the summer months. Hopefully it'll be easier to find because I believe there are a decent amount of college kids that just try to do that for summer time. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can get like a childhood education major who is trying to be a nanny for the summer. Um, and you know, then there's there's a couple universities in town here, so um, you know maybe that'll work out. But we haven't nailed that down yet. You're corresponding with a lot of people, and there's some a couple like there's one mom who wants to do to take on a a child, and then there's um, someone who used to work at a child care center and recently moved to the area. The tricky thing with this, you know, I'm really grateful that. Um, well, first of all, a nanny is very expensive. And so what's probably going to have to happen is I'm going to work on the weekends and then we'll nanny three days a week. And so there's a sacrifice here in that we're not going to have weekends together as a family unless I take vacation. And it's pretty right. expensive to do that even three days a week. Yeah, we just can't afford a nanny full time. For the full week. As much as I want to say. So we're going to have say, to do three. Um, <laughs> I'll pause. pick her up. Okay. Her up. Um, so... As much as I would say, you know, there's nothing more valuable than uh, your child care. You know, there is a, a line at which we it would be cheaper for like Alex to quit his job than it would be for us to have a nanny full time. Uh, I have benefits through my work. So, you know, there's a part of me where my heart is just torn. I can see how, you know, it would be like gold to be able to stay with her full time and, and just be Cadence's mom or not just, but to be Cadence's mom and run this household but I made a choice a long time ago that I was going to have a career and we moved here for my career. And so, um, you know, I can't, I can't just quit my job. It's not an option. So we, we have to get some sort of care and it's going to be a nanny to a nanny to begin with. Um, but now, again, instead of enjoying my time with my newborn, I'm going to have to be setting up phone calls and interviews, interviews with nannies yeah. and you know i'm figuring out how do you hire a nanny how do you choose the right nanny and you know there's like you kind of want to do a trial day and and you know how do you how do you trust someone a single because the nice thing about a licensed provider or someone experienced is there's some like checks and balances and they've been through a background check or whatever and just a regular person we can do a background check on but maybe a college student might not have a lot of experience with uh a three-month-old, and maybe they'd be really great at it, but how do you know? And so there's a certain amount of risk so involved. Do an interview and exactly, but it's going to be um, a rigorous process, I think, and it's going to take time. It's right, not it's just, a lot of stuff we didn't think we'd have to. Do yeah, before. it's not just okay. June's here, so thought, I can. We thought go to a center. <laughs> That's the frustrating part. We did. We absolutely did what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, as soon as you like, find out you're pregnant and make it through the first trimester. Or sooner, even yeah. you're supposed to interview people, visit places, reserve a spot, put a deposit down, and we did all that, and it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so and so now we're this, rough. you know, yeah. and we have to tell our story to everyone because we don't want people to think we're just doing this you last waited minute. to have your baby before we started looking for right. We're not care. dummies. Yeah. <laughs> We did what we were supposed to do. Now it turns out, I guess we should have put deposits down at two places. Or yeah, you know, apparently. I mean, and I, you know, it doesn't. Because now we're going to seemingly we're going to do family care yeah, and the child care deposit. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it hasn't been as easy as I think it should have been, which is really 
It well, and the nice thing is, okay, so we we got through it together. You know, I'm not gonna say yeah. it's been an easy week, but we're not through it yet. But we're not we have it a yet, plan. But we have a plan, and it seemed impossible at first, but then. You know, we're like, okay, so we're going to have to do this patchwork of care and it's not exactly what I want, but maybe it works out for the best. Maybe a nanny is a great way to have me transition to going from work or from home to work because I know she's going to get one-on-one care right away. Right. And then we go... She'll go stay in her environment to be cared for by someone else. And then this family care center is great because the woman there has said, you know, you can come by for a few hours a day or whatever and just hang out before she actually starts so she can get used to the noises and the smells. And, you know, so there's definitely... There's going to be probably advantages to doing it the way we're doing it, but it is not easy. Right. And then, of course, we are blown away by the center... Of course. So we kind of want to go to a center, except for I'm looking at our bottom line. And yeah, I mean, I think that's why we'll have to review our finances at that time. And yeah, stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> well, and <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know what we decide. Yeah. Um, and my aunt who maybe something will happen and we'll need a new car and yeah. we'll have to choose that. I don't know. And it's but. not like she can't go to preschool you know, she maybe then she does family care until preschool and then she goes to preschool. The thing about right. that is I'm not sure we're just a center at age three instead of at age one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think having her in a center was one thing I was really attached to. Throughout this podcast, we've kind of talked about being flexible about different things about the... Yeah, we're having to be flexible on this now. And yeah, this was the <laughs> one thing that I thought I had firm. Yeah. And now, now you got to be flexible. Oh, okay. So anyway, that's just life, I guess, but it did suck. But we love our baby at home. We love her so much. (laughs) And you've still got 10, nine weeks till work. Yeah. I don't like to think about it. We're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure the number. That's all I'm asking. Uh, (laughs) I'm bad at counting days and weeks. (laughs) And like five days from now, when people ask me how old she is, I I won't know how to answer right away. Um, But we're getting through it. We love her to death. She's the greatest baby in the world. <laughs> All other babies are inferior. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, uh, and we, I'm trying really hard not to transfer the stress that I feel over this to her because it's so important yes. to me that... Well, I feel good about our plan. Yeah, it doesn't... Again, it's not ideal, but I think we're in a good place Yeah. mentally after being in turmoil for several days, so... So if you ever have to go through it, we would understand. Yeah. But we can't do anything just like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, we can't help you, but we feel terrible about it. Um, Yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, Again, you can visit, you can listen to this podcast and some of our previous ones uh, on www.raisingcj.com. You can email us at email at raisingcj.com feel free to hit the comments page on our website or just drop us an email directly um was that a toot yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we can leave you on a toot note (laughs) so we have a diaper to change so talk to you next time bye